Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. This is episode 13 for the week of March 27th, 2018. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and today I am joined by. I don't know what I was. Fuck, I don't know what I'm going to call you today. Um. Will, a.k.a. Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I tried to come up with something on the spot. My brain was not functioning correctly, so I couldn't really do it. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Um, next week. Come with a good one next week. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of it all fucking week. <laughs> I'm going to take notes and everything so I have just the perfect intro for you, and it's going to be shit no matter what. <laughs> you take notes on every little thing I do throughout the week. That's right. That's right. Every <laughs> time you text me, be like, the Taco Bell runner. Will, aka Mr. Rahab. There we go. There's yours for today. Okay. I'll we need to get Taco Bell again soon. Um, but yeah, this is a uh Halo esports podcast. We should probably talk about some Halo first nah. and foremost. Nah, no, we're not. All right, <laughs> we're that's just, good. We're changing it up today. It's just gonna be all fast food. I don't know <laughs> if we actually talked about this yet, but the Minnesota Vikings have officially signed Kirk Cousins as oh, our starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I don't think we talked about it though. No, we didn't on air. Yeah, um, usually we make some football references but or we we like to keep people up to out of the minnesota vikings because yeah because everyone cares about the vikings exactly <laughs> considering how poorly they did at the in the playoffs last year but i mean last season whatever um but no that's cool hopefully he does well we'll see what happens um but yeah will should we start the show off proper as always your favorite segment my favorite segment it is That's right, it's Roster Mania. Um, we had, I was going to say Orlando, but at Columbus happened last week, right. or at this last weekend. Yes. And because of that, there have been no roster changes. Um, the North America side will be included in Roster Recap. Yes. And that's it for Roster Mania this week. Oh my God. It's finally happened. Like we predicted last week. <laughs> it is official. There are no roster changes for this episode thank fucking god and now we can move on to the news <laughs> first and foremost like will said earlier columbus took place over the weekend it was exciting it was awesome uh predictions wait did we we'll get into that later but if you guys were in the area the microsoft store in the Easton Center, did a hosting party for the Columbus event. So if you're in that area, you could go check it out there. And apparently there was swag, there were tournaments, there was the whole shebang. You go check out. So that was exciting. Cool to see Microsoft putting that forward for Halo. Fuck yeah. That in the uh, the FFA tournaments yep. that happened. So you could actually go compete in the World Finals in Seattle, which happens in less than fucking three weeks. It's crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy to me. Is how much just MLG coming back into the scene has boosted Halo. Which is so awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's what yep. we want. It's exactly what we want. And I think they've said that ticket sales have surpassed both the last year's Worlds, which I fucking hope so because that was a disaster, and then the Worlds previous. So both the 2016 and 2017 Worlds, this this 2018 Worlds has sold more tickets than both of those combined, which is pretty fucking cool. And... As we already stated multiple times previously, that Columbus event was sold out. Yep, and that's speculation because it was at the MLG arena. Correct. But regardless, MLG coming back, like you just said, boosted it. Um, The next news story is a new Master Chief novel is coming this summer. And it is titled Halo Silent Storm, a Master Chief story. That is literally all the information we have on it right now, but I am personally very excited. Because I want something that has to do more with Master Chief because, lo and behold, we didn't get much of that in the Halo 5 story. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. I have never played a Halo storyline. I'm surprised I've, you admitted all, that. All multiplayer here. I'm surprised you admitted that on this show. Yep. That you've never played a Halo story before. Nope. I've been all multiplayer. So my, my plan is I have MCC. I have yes. Halo 5. Yes. I'm going through them soon. I'm planning on doing it soon. Please do. They're a good time. I'm I'm sure. And if you want somebody to run through them with you and not go fast, I'd still love to play with you. All right. Play them at your own pace. We're going to do it. Yeah, because I want to, like, 
so at work, okay, this get off topic for just a second here, but it has to do with the Halo Halo lore. Um, at work, coworkers asked me, "What uh, what would you rank from worst to best Halo's multiplayer, and then a separate list worst to best Halo's campaigns?" And I I thought about it and I wrote my list down. I'm not going to say them right now because this is going to be a podcast topic later on when you fully play through them. We can go back and forth. But um, I will say that my opinion could very well change if I played through them again with uh, fresh things in mind. So let me know when you want to play through them. I'll play through them with you. And who knows, maybe some uh, HCS Pro Talk community members might want to join in too, but that we'll leave that for another day. Um, so yeah, new Master Chief story coming in called Halo Silent Storm. I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited as well. And if you guys didn't read Halo The Fall of Reach, I highly recommend it. It's a great fucking novel. And not just saying that because I'm a Halo fan, but seriously, it's really well written. And it also tells a story about Master Chief and Blue Team. So go check it out. Next up, and this is probably the biggest one. Will, we said it before and we'll now we don't need to talk about it anymore until I read through the story, but we wondered why this optic thing happened. Okay. We speculated it was money. We speculated other reasons. Lethal from that X optic roster now talks has come out with his full version of the story on what happened. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to read it to you right here. Um, if you haven't checked it out, it's on lethal's Twitter links to uh, links to that and everything else will be in the show notes of the show as always. So let's get into this. This was from lethal. This was posted on March 21st, 2018. X-Optic Halo Closure. Hey everyone, it's been like two weeks or so, but after basically not talking about the topic at all because of some hopeful plans for the future, I think now is a good time to give some answers for people that have wanted them. We haven't said much about parting ways with Optic because there was still a good chance of working out a deal, but our current contracts had finished up in March. We originally couldn't come to a mutual agreement due to a lack of communication. For anyone that knows a decent amount about myself and my team, we are professional players first. We treat this as much like a job as I think anybody possibly could, and it is our top priority. Knowing the dates of Worlds and the preceding events for qualifying, we wanted to get a deal figured out before it got closer to event time, and not deal with the added stress so close to the most important time of the year for us. We brought this up in the beginning of December, hoping to be able to get things done, but unfortunately, it didn't end up happening. After the new year, when Infinite took over our talks on our upcoming expiring contracts, was just one or two mess was just one to two messages a day and no verbal communication. We probably could have tried harder and been very annoying, but the effort being shown back to us in the talks wasn't doing anything to motivate that. Although this wasn't ideal, it also wasn't the end of the world. February hit and Orlando was coming up, so we just focused on doing our jobs. Then, in a show of good faith in the eyes of Infinite, they offered us a deal which would extend until April and let worlds go by without this being an issue. Unfortunately, this deal made no sense for us because if we placed well at worlds like we obviously hoped to, we would be losing more money than we could be gaining from the short extension. Fast forward to March 8th, we get in a call with somebody from Infinite and going into what we thought it was going to be a contract negotiation type thing, and we might finally figure this out. But it seemed as though they had other plans, and we were being a bit too difficult for what we were both for what we were worth, and it would be good to just end the partnership amicably. Amicably. I can't speak. This caught us by surprise, of course, but the cherry on top of that was that was when they admitted to not knowing our prize pool for worlds after the extension was brought up, when explaining why it would make no financial sense for us to accept that. They admitted that they agree it would be stupid to accept that deal if we were us. Now move on to last week. After news hit and people seemed confused and others just posted about how Halo was dead and of course Optic wouldn't waste their time with the game, we got in contact with the head of Infinite because we th- he thought that things just didn't work out properly and there were a lot of things that came together to create the perfect storm. We agree for the most part and we are completely okay with still coming to an agreement and working with Optic because it was the org we had always wanted to be on as a team and our year and a half there was great. After a couple talks that all went well, we were pretty much set and seemed like we were going to be returning. That was last Friday. Our tournament to qualify for Worlds is this weekend. We were told Friday that we would be messaged back by the end of the day, end of the weekend at the latest, with the the last details we needed to choose. 
It is currently Wednesday and we have heard nothing back and after three messages trying to get an some answer or reply, literally anything at all, it didn't happen. Today is the deadline for submitting a team name slash org so the window is closed. I can say for myself at least that our time on Optic lived up to our expectations for them and reinforced that we made the right choice a year and a half ago when we joined. The fan base, the people, the org was all I could have hoped for and more. I got to live in the scuff house for the majority of 2016 and it was a time I look back and smile at. I still miss the Barrington IHOP. Lastly, thank you to Hex for treating us so well. Personally, from the second I drove down to the scuff house for Vision and my old Ford Explorer, he treated me like a friend he had known for years and always had the be our best interest in mind, and even if it originally was announced that we had split with Optic, he still tried his best for us in hopes that it would work out. TLDR, bad communications issues leading to Optic releasing us, in quotes. Then we currently renegotiated to rejoin Optic. We've gone four days without any replies or word from Infinite, even after a deal was figured out after choosing one more detail. We will now be funding ourselves for the next two tournaments. Thank you for the support. So, it looks like it came down to money and communication. Or lack thereof lack on both terms. Yeah. So, we actually finally have answers. Which is surprising. Usually this stuff doesn't come out so easily. Right. And not only that, but the fact that Lethal did state that apparently Infinite, who I who must own Optic it's like or something like that. They must be in the Umbrella Company. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't know the prize pool leading up to Worlds. Which doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not doubting Lethal's words. Like, he's the one that fucking said it. He's obviously knows the truth here. But it's surprising to me that that Umbrella Company didn't know, considering Optic is one of their organizations. Yeah. It's like you would think they would have a handle on that, considering you're paying them. I, you would think there would be someone specifically assigned to deal with the esports. True statement. E universe and know that information right this that's so weird to me that they that apparently they didn't know um but based off of uh the x optic rosters tweets during the tournament they got some help from um they got some swag from astro and team beyond mm -hmm. uh so it looks like they were set up pretty well there i think they already had their travel accommodations paid for because they were one of the seeds going into yep, it through mlg yep so hopefully everything works out there. They placed well, which we'll talk about later. So they got money from that as well. And Worlds is coming up, so they'll probably place well there too. Um, yeah, I guess it's just guaranteed money for them at this point. I really wish them the best in finding an org that wants to represent them and wants to pay them what they're worth. So do you have anything to add on that before we move on? Communication is huge in any business, any corporate world, anything in life, really. Communication. Communication is key. That's uh, it's shocking to me that an organization with such power and held so high in high regards right. fell through on this team. It doesn't seem like okay. He uses the word infinite in this. Uh, uh, we'll say uh, explanation. He uses the word infinite in this explanation quite a lot, mm -hmm. which makes me believe that infinite is this umbrella company that watches over optic and probably other places as well. Okay. Therefore, this makes me believe it wasn't quote unquote optics fault. If that makes any sense whatsoever, it could have yeah. been maybe a couple people at optic, but it sounds like it was this umbrella company's issue that just something didn't work out. Um, but again, lethal, the rest of talks right now, wishing you guys the best, hoping you guys find an org that wants to represent you and wants to pay you what you're actually worth because you guys are worth a hell of a lot. Um, so that's that. Will? Yes. That does it for the news. Let's uh, get into these game battles tournaments. Please. There were still game battles tournaments? Believe it or not. Jeez. Yes. All right. Let's talk about them. So Australia and New Zealand happened. Seven whole teams competed. 500 bucks went to Mind Freak and Team Immunity took second. Looks like Mind Freak all day, Mind Freak all night. Mind Freak take yet another game battle tournament for their region and continue to show that they are indeed the best the region has to offer. Damn straight they are. No competition there. Nope, they've been on top every week. Did not lose a single game throughout their fucking regional tournament either. It's they're the powerhouse there. They are the powerhouse. North America Obviously, Columbus took place, so no game battle tournaments coming out of there. 
in the EU. 11 teams competed. Team Kimbo took first place and took home 750 bucks. And Fable Esports from France took home second and 250 bucks. Nothing really to note here as both teams did not consist of their normal rosters. These game battle tournaments are just for practice now, along with some money, uh, due to the pools for Worlds already being chosen in the Columbus Finals. Uh, moving on to South America. A whole four teams competed in this tournament. Woohoo! <laughs> I know. Man, it must have taken forever. Uh, <laughs> 350 bucks went to Colombian Legend for first place, and Natural Killers took second, taking home 150 bucks. While both teams consisted of their normal rosters, there still isn't really anything important because both teams not qualifying, qualifying for the World Finals. Quala, quala. Quala, quala yeah. <laughs> Therefore, it's just uh, some more money in the bank for those teams. Uh, Mexico is the next region. A whole five teams. One more than last. Oh, boy. 350 bucks went to Universo, and 150 bucks went to Sirius. It's 6OD, but I'm guessing it's supposed to be God. That's what I thought, too, but it literally stated 6OD. 6OD, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, based on the teams that place, just appears to be another tournament where a little money could be won. Neither team consisted of any players that qualified for Worlds. So, and that's going to do it for your game battles tournaments. So, really nothing serious to note there other than Mind Freak continues to be dominant. Yes. All the other uh, regions were already selected for Worlds. So, these placings, like you said, just really don't matter. Right. Other than money. Now, what I will say is this. We're not going to talk about it in this episode because we still have a couple weeks before the World Finals. But if you guys watched the Columbus tournament that happened over the weekend, you will know that the pools for Worlds got chosen. So you would know the teams in each of the four pools. Like I said, we're not going to talk about them this week, but I will just say this as like a teaser. I really hope or I think a Mind Freak upset can happen in the pool that they are in. I really do. Duel. I really do. We'll, we'll talk about it in a later episode, but I do think that Mind Freak has a chance to cause an upset. What do we got next, Will? We finally have... The FFA Finals recap from HWC Mexico. That is right. So two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We have this info. Coming in first, as we knew, the only one we knew was Cosmic from Terra Gaming, $2,000. Second was No Pro Ang- Angel. Yeah, yeah Angel. Angel. I always want to say Angle, and I know that's not right. I was going to say, you were so close to. No Pro <laughs> Angel from Natural Killers took second. 1250 bucks went to him. Grimsey from Terra Gaming, seven hundred fifty bucks. Legend from Femb, five hundred bucks. Chico from Legion Racon, yes, three hundred bucks. And Master from Natural Killers took, came sixth for two hundred bucks. That's right. I don't have stats on it, so I saw. I'm yep. sorry for that, but at least we have the fucking placings. That's all I want. We have the placings. Yep. Um, next up, we have a. I'm just gonna say recurring segment now because this is two weeks in a row. I'll, I'm guaranteed I'll be able to find people to shout out every week. But, guys, we have our shout-out segment. Um, just want to quickly shout-out Moses FPS for including HCS Pro Talk. That's right, the show you're listening to right now within his Halo Pimps Twitter list, which consists of other incredible members and content creators within the Halo community. So, within the show notes, I'll include a link to his Twitter Along with the list that we are a part of, go check out the other members of that list. They're awesome. And Moses, thanks, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That was really cool. But yeah, that's 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 all I got for shout outs this week. <laughs> One shout out to Moses. One shout out to Moses. Uh, Will. Yes. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. The Halo World Championship Columbus, 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 Columbus Finals Recap. Take it away. So we're going to start this off with Roster Recap. All right. We got the Roster Recap from Columbus Finals. That is right. So if you don't know, Splice is consisting of Renegade, Shotzi, Stellar, and Eco. Renegades consists of APG, Ace, Lunchbox, and Neptune. We have Armada Esports, which is Baby J, Contra, Monster, and Predevinator. 
Gosu Crew with Jam I Am, Impulsion, Munas, Munas, Munos, Munos. I knew I was going to mess up one. It's okay. And realized we have Tox with Frosty, Lethal, Royal 2, and Snakebite. Oxygen Supremacy with Prototype, Rain, Ryan Noob, and Straight Sick. Be happy that I didn't type out Prototype's gamer tag. You guys remember when you tried pronouncing it before? p or whatever the fuck? Yeah, why Why does he... I don't know, uh, dude. I don't know. Anyway, Mentality with Druck, Case, Manny, and VTech 9 Oceanic Squad with Denoxide, Falcated Shooter, and Tapping Buttons. Envy consists of Boo-Boo-Doo-Boo, Saiyan, Trippy, and the wizard himself, Pistola. Elevate, consisting of Arctic, L-Town, Sabinator, and Suspector. We have Wise Gaming with Commonly, Demon D, Gilkey, and Nebula. Lux Gaming with Envor, Super CC, Taluk, and Valkyrie. Reciprocity with Mikwin, Penguin, Snipedown, and Spartan. We have Straight Rippin' with Destroyed, Musa, Nemesis, and Rami. Top Prospect Clan with APMH. Jazrio. <laughs> I knew I was going to say that one wrong. Oh, no. Will you get this one? Kilton? Yeah, there you go. Nice job. And Sneaky Brian. We have Fyra Gaming with Burton, Daffs, Calm, Squally. Sure. Squally. Yeah. And that's going to do it for your roster recap. Next, we have groups. And this is groups at Columbus. Correct. Not not the world's groups, not the finals. Yes. But the, the Columbus finals groups. So, again, to reiterate, the top team from each group automatically qualify for worlds. The second place team from each group automatically qualify for worlds. The third place team from each group go into a single elimination bracket to determine the last place for worlds. And the fourth place team in each group goes home. They're eliminated. They're eliminated. He gone. He gone. (laughs) They gone. All right. So here are the groups. Group A consisted of Splice, Renegades, Armada Esports, and Gosu Crew. Group B was Tox, Oxygen Supremacy, Mentality, and Oceanic Squad. Group C was Envy, Elevate, Wise Gaming, and Lux Gaming. And Group D was Reciprocity, Straight Rippin', Top Prospect Clan, and Fire Gaming. So out of those teams, we have our World Finals qualification teams. And those are going to be Splice, Tox, the old Optic roster, Envy, Reciprocity, Renegades, Oxygen Supremacy, Elevate, Straight Rippin', and Wise Gaming. Now, I did not read those in order, so here are the placings for each team. And first was Splice, taking home that 20 grand prize. Second, we had Tox. Third, Reciprocity. Fourth, Envy. Fifth, Oxygen Supremacy. Sixth, Renegades. Seventh, Elevate. Eighth, Straight Rippin'. Ninth, Wise Gaming. Tenth, Armada. Eleventh, Mentality. Twelfth, Top Prospect. Thirteenth was Gosu Crew. Fourteenth was Oceanic Squad. Fifteenth was Lux Gaming. And sixteenth, Fyra Gaming. There you go. Hell yeah. I believe we have a link to the bracket. We do. In the show notes, so check that out if you like. Damn straight. And Josh, would you like to hit up some notable information from the tournament? Fuck yes, I would. All right. Let's do this. Let's hear it. All right. All the qualification teams for the world finals were the first through the ninth seeds going into the Columbus regional finals. Therefore, there were no upsets, really. No. Which was, I mean, the finals were, kind of, but we'll get to that in a minute. Next up, 
uh, Stellar on Splice had to make an emergency room visit during the group play, leading to Splice having to forfeit one of their group play series, sending themselves into the lower part of the championship bracket. Not to be confused with the elimination bracket. So at the end, like at the end of group play, right, there would be a championship bracket. Okay, you would have the upper part of the bracket and the lower part of the bracket, and then they would start working their way down to the winning team. Yep. So that's what I meant by that. Um, all of this led to reciprocity actually being the only top four team to be within the upper part of the championship bracket because more than likely splice would have won that match that they had to forfeit, therefore making reciprocity and splice being the two in the top and then envy and tox being in the bottom part of that championship bracket. Okay. If Splice did not have to forfeit one of their series, the bracket would more than likely be completely different, with Reciprocity Splice in the upper and Envy Talks within lower. It has been learned that Splice are no longer scrimming with any teams for practice. Instead, they are running 2v2s against each other. During one of the interviews, Shotzi stated that the reason for the 2v2s is due to his team consisting of, in his mind, the four best individually skilled Halo 5 players in the world. And what better practice than to play with the best? So, I mean, it makes sense. It does. I mean, based off what happened, yes, it does make sense. But does, holy does, shit, that's crazy to me. How, how does only running 2v2s, though, not individual mess up your, mess up your starting strats? Because individual strat, individual. Um, so there are four incredibly individually skilled players. Yep. Okay. Yes. And I'll say, I've said it so often, and it's the one thing that irritates me the most that teams really still don't do, especially against the Splice roster. You need to team fight against them. Yep. Okay? If This is why these 2v2s work for them so well. If you get into a 1v1 fight with any of the member of the Splice roster, you're going to fucking die. Damn near guaranteed you'll die. Okay? Team fights are huge, especially against this roster. So, yeah, this 2v2 situation, I mean, it worked for them realistically speaking, mm-hmm. but the 2v2 situation in my mind would, would hurt those team battle situations with Splice specifically team fighting other teams. But since they're so individually skilled, I guess it really doesn't matter. But, and I mean, based off their matches, starting strats didn't mean shit either because they just won. Yeah. So, but I see where you're coming from. Um. But in, in one of the final interviews... I believe it was Eco that was asked um, if they're going to be scrimming against other teams or if they're just going to keep running their 2v2s leading up to Worlds. Mm-hmm. And he said, to be honest with you, I'll probably just, we'll probably just keep doing 2v2s, but we may need to do a couple scrims here and there. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, and last but not least for the information of the tournament that I got, for those who did not know, Spartan on Team Reciprocity did not qualify for the World Finals in 2017, believe it or not. Uh, fortunately for him, he has qualified for the 2018 finals. Just a little tidbit there. That's cool for him. Yeah. It right. kind of sucks he didn't, though, last year. Yeah. That fucking blows. He's a great player. Um, so, I want to bring it back to this. Go for it. This splice squad. Sure. So, if they're so greatly individually skilled. Yes. How are the other team's strats not working against them if they're not practicing the four I don't get it if they're not practicing the 4v4 strats in their practice they don't they don't need to just because they're so individually skilled yeah probably or they're just really good at running 2v2s like maybe they're just really good at splitting up their team into two individual sets and then they run together that way I don't know I can't see it because we don't have access to it they don't stream it they nothing exactly they don't want to show their shit but, and I'll say it later on, but, uh, you know, I tweeted it out. Teams are need to pay attention now. Like, yeah, you qualify. Okay. These, t- these, uh, 16 total teams that qualified for worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all are gunning for that number one spot. The only way you're going to get there. Yeah. You need to grind your ass off, but you need to pay attention how splice play. They were making. They were doing incredible moves with jumps. They were doing incredible moves for auto-stabilizing, getting behind pieces of cover that weren't technically cover to get their shields back. It was... People need to be paying attention to this. It's the only way they're going to have a shot. And... Okay, so Stellar was not at the top of his game 
because he needed to leave. He came back on Saturday, right? Was it Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, he came back on Saturday and it was like nothing happened. He played out of his mind, like always. So all these teams need to be paying attention at this point. And they need to watch every single thing that Splice do. They need to be prepared for anything and everything. Because we know, we have to know that Splice didn't show what they're fully capable of at fucking Columbus. And they're going to really show what they're capable of at Worlds. Just like I think talks are as well. And we'll get into that. But that's where I'll leave it there. All right. Next up, we have the notable series information for the Columbus tournament. First and foremost, probably this was probably the best series of the entire tournament. And it was a loser's bracket match. Or yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So you're saying like the most exciting. Yes. By far. By far the most exciting. And the worst part is this happened on the fucking side station. So, but the the best part is um I have included both the mainstream and the Bravo stream VODs for each day. And those will be in the show notes too. So you guys can go check out these side station games as well, because a lot of them were great. So to clarify the Bravo steam stream has a lot of those side station games. It was all the side station games. Yep. There we go. Um, so yeah, main mainstream was uh, main stage. Bravo stream was side station. So the first series that I want to talk about envy versus straight ripping in the elimination bracket round one. Game one was capture the flag on Fathom. Now let me preface this by saying that Straight Rippin is in fact a very solid roster. Something that was honestly unexpected was how hot Straight started out within the series against Envy no less. Straight wins game one with a score of 3-1. to one. Against Envy. Against Envy. The number... Shocking. Technically the number three seed going into this tournament. Yep. That's bonkers. Shout out to Nemesis from fucking Straight. But yeah. Because he's from Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. (laughs) Um, Um, Go ahead. There's a lot of squads that seem to be either start hot or start cold. Sure. And I think Envy just started cold. Okay. I see where you're coming from. We'll get into further series as well. Uh, Game two was Slayer on Regret. Either Envy are not playing to their true potential or straight are playing out of their fucking minds. <laughs> As they take game two with another convincing win of 50-39. to 39. This is a best of five series, which means if straight wins the next game, Envy will be sent home with a top eight finish. Unheard of for Envy. Unbelievable. Game three was Strongholds on Eden. Nerves must have been all over the place with this game as straight were up 50 points to nothing before Envy were finally able to establish some form of control on the map. A couple crucial plays later going by the way of Envy along with a triple cap, it was Envy getting the win with a score of 100 to 83. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a series. Game four was capture the flag on truth. Another very close game with flag captures going back and forth the entire time. Straight were one flag capture away from moving forward within the tournament, but it was Envy who clutched it up when it mattered, winning the game with a score of 3-2. Game 5 time. Slayer on Plaza. It appeared as though Envy had finally woken up as they take Game 5 with a score of 50-34 and the series 3-2. Straight will be sent home with a top 8 finish while Envy will continue their run through the elimination bracket. Something to note, this is not the first, but I believe the third time members from straight have been reverse swept by Envy. So that's fucking shitty for them. Because I think they tweeted about it too. But regardless, that was a bonkers series. But that just, uh, yeah, it shows how close straight Rippin's getting though. Right. To hitting that next level. Or it shows how Envy need to fucking step up. Because they weren't playing well the entire tournament. Like and, I said, they, they seemed half asleep a little bit at times. Yep. Like, and I will get to that very quickly here, too. All right. Next up, we have Tox versus Team Reciprocity in the winner's finals. The first time Reciprocity has been in a winner's finals. Now, I have to state 
Do you think this was because of the splice incident it was. and the scene? One hundred percent. Did you see the rest of the fucking bracket that reciprocity had to get through? Yeah, it was easy pickings for them. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. If it was, I'm, yeah, like no. Okay, reciprocity is a great roster. Yes. Like there's still that top three, four seed, but the fact of the matter is they lucked the fuck out. Snipe down was on the caster's desk for like, uh, like a post thing interview as well as like him just sitting there shooting the shit with them, and even he said. Like I'm not gonna complain that we're here right now. Yeah, because you got you guys lucked out, they really, really lucked. They out. basically avoided splice in that first set of the straight of the up of the bracket. Straight up, because if it would have been splice there with reciprocity to the upper part of the bracket, sorry, Rec, but you guys are gonna be pushed down. Um, but let's get into this series: Tox versus reciprocity in the winners' finals. Game one was strongholds on Empire. Tox had, uh, okay, so this is the first time Reciprocity has been in the winner's finals during a tournament this season, so there's a lot on the line to see if they can finally make it to a grand finals and get a guaranteed top two placing. Tox had other things in mind, though, showing that they're still one of, if not the most dominant team in the world. Tox take game one with a score of 100 to 60. Game two was Slayer on Coliseum. I have absolutely no idea what kind of Kool-Aid that Frosty is drinking, but whatever it is, he should keep it going as he was playing out of his mind during Game 2, starting the game with an overkill. Royal 2 also played Lights Out with 15 kills and only 7 deaths. Tox wins the game with a score of 50-41. to 41. What really helped out Frosty on that overkill is his starting strat. Yep. He went somewhere he usually doesn't go, and it, I think it opened up everything for him. He was able to get the first kill off of the guy pushing rockets. Yep. He then pushed down into, uh, what are they, Maze, yeah. right below him. Sure. Got the back whack on the one guy, and then took out the other two. Who One was in Blue Cave. The other one was right below him still. I think the last kill was a one-shot, too. So yep. was, his teammates were doing a really good job at getting them as well. Yeah, it was just great. He got the first couple kills, and then the collapse happened, and it was over, and just he perfect. just got those shots. It was just perfect. beautiful to see. Um. I was going to say something else, too, in regards to what you said about Frosty doing something he hasn't done before. Um, in one of the interviews before, I think their matchup was Splice. The uh, It was Snakebite, I think, who said that, yeah, one of the things we're going to do is we're not going to do what we usually do. Yeah. We need to keep them on their toes, just like Splice do with every other team they play against. So it's a smart move. Yep, yeah, because Frosty, um, they were showing, he usually goes... Um, rocket side, and he goes on the like the outside of that bridge. Yep, and tries to flank around the guy coming up, and he just he went top mid, and everything was open for him. It's fucking there. awesome. Um, game three was capture the flag on Fathom. This is what we've been waiting for from Team Reciprocity. Competition. The entire team were constantly shutting down anything and everything Tox threw at them, and they win the game with a score of two to one. Yes, that score is not deceiving as it came down to the time limit. This is also not to say Tox gave up any time uh, during the game because they didn't. Instead, it was both teams playing very well, but it was Reciprocity who remained composed to take the win. Game 4 was Strongholds on the rig. Well, you can tell Tox were not happy with that last loss on Fathom as they just completely manhandled Reciprocity and win Game 4 with a score of 100-14. Something to note during this game, there were consistent great uses of the Stabilize mechanic which would allow members of Tox to regain their, sh their shields while remaining in cover that wasn't necessarily meant to be cover. I talked about this earlier. Tox only need one more map win in order for them to guarantee a spot in the Grand Finals. Time to see if Reciprocity have what it takes to turn to take down the Giants. Game 5 was Slayer on Regret. Coming down to the absolute wire, it was Tox winning the game with a nail-biting score of 50-49, to and the series with a score of 4-1. A couple things to note here. Reciprocity had every single overshield during the game, showing they continued to have control. Reciprocity also showed during the game that if they just work on a few things, they can hang with the best. Do you have anything you would like to say before we move on, Will, about that series? The overshield control was great from Reciprocity. It was. However, if you have that much control, how do you not close it out? Right, how do you not win that fucking game? Um, again, we've talked about this before where reciprocity seems to not be able to 
close out kills or not push at the right time. They right. have great stats when it comes to KDA and damage. It's just they're not they're not finishing it. It's it seems like they're leaving they're leaving a lot on the table. It's really fucking true. Um let's see here. Let's see here. Next up was uh wait a second, did I not include this? Holy shit, I didn't. I should have included this, but I didn't. Um, It was Tox defeating Splice to send Splice to the loser's bracket. Yes, it was. I completely forgot to put that series in the fucking notes. But yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, Tox beat Splice, and I think it was... 3-1? 3-1, yeah. It was 3-1 to send Splice. Splice into the elimination bracket. Yep. So keep that in mind as we continue this... Next up, the reason why I say that is because it was Envy versus Splice in the elimination bracket round three. Game one was Stronghold on Plaza. If there's one thing to worry about, it is a healthy Splice roster. There was simply nothing Envy could do to stop Splice from running them over with a winning score of 100 to 21. This is also... uh, This is also only a best of five series. Therefore, if Envy plan on winning this, they needed to turn around right now. Game two was Slayer on Coliseum. Unfortunately for Envy, Splice had no plans of stopping, winning game two with a score of 50 to 31. Now this series is not over, but with Splice playing as hot as they are right now, it'll take a miracle for Envy to come back. Game three was Capture the Flag on Fathom. Thankfully, it appears as though Envy was not going to let Splice take the series too easily, putting up the first two flag captures without issue. The issue is, if you give Splice an inch, they will take a mile and eventually the win, putting in three unanswered flag captures to win the game 3-2 and the series 3-0. While Envy did lose the game, it was Saiyan with the unbelievable stats having 35 kills. Envy will be knocked out of the tournament and Splice will move on to face off against a hungry reciprocity roster in the elimination bracket finals. I was very surprised that Envy couldn't close out that game. Yes. Going up two flag caps so early. Yep, to nothing. What happened, guys? They didn't play well what at all in the tournament. And they, I think their coach, Hoaxer, Hoaxer um, tweeted out as well that he was not, none of them were happy with their performance. And, I mean, that's good. You, you really shouldn't be. And you also should, like, okay, you shouldn't be too hard on yourself. It's a brand new roster, for one. Right, exactly. You're, you, I bet you guys practiced your ass off for it and whatnot. Maybe teams just came out hotter than you thought, whatever. Maybe things weren't clicking. You guys will be fine. Practice your asses off for Worlds. I still expect big things from the roster. I'm not even saying this because I'm an Envy fan. I know I am. But you guys, nobody should be too hard on themselves for placing poorly. You know what you have to work on now. You focus on those things you need to work on. You bring it back. You bring it hard for the next tournament. What's up? Hook needs to come back to Envy. Oh, my God. He was he would make just insane plays that would allow would, Envy to regain uh, control or just turn the tide during a match. I think they're missing that this year. He was a great player. There's no doubt about that. Yep. He went back to his realm of Call of Duty, which I understand. That's and he's what doing he very well yes. there, too. Yes, but Envy needs a player back like Hook. Saiyan and Trippy. They're both incredible. Yeah. Seriously, they're both like phenomenal. If you look at their stats, it's... That in my mind, that team is perfect the way it is right now. They just need to work on the the kinks that they have. That's it. You have you have the young guns with Saiyan and Trippy. Yeah. You have a great Slayer in Boo Boo Doo Boo, and you have the veteran, the Wizard Pistola. I think that roster is great. They just need to they just need to iron it out. Yep, that's all it is. All right. Honestly, it's the same thing with reciprocity. They just need to iron out their stuff too. Again, a great roster on paper. That roster is phenomenal. We talk about it all the time. Work out, iron out the kinks, should be okay. Unfortunately, in the Halo world, we have a thing called roster mania that, is, that happens every time a tournament ends. That is true. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that all these teams stick together. I agree. I, I'm really hoping. Yep. Um, but anyway, back back to the, the recap on the, on the games here. Yes. Splice reciprocity. Yes. Let's hear about it. Okay. In the elimination bracket finals, game one was capture the flag on truth. This is the matchup where we truly find out where Reciprocity stands within the rankings. 
While it was incredibly neck and neck throughout the entire game, it was Splice who came out on top with a winning score of 3-2. Again though, the entire game was neck and neck with Reciprocity keeping Splice on their toes the entire time. Now we find out if Reciprocity are able to close out games and get some wins on the board. Game 2, Slayer on Regret. While things appear to be going the way of Reciprocity at the beginning of the game, with Mikwin getting a triple kill, it was Splice again who were able to maintain control of the late game, winning the score of 50-43. to Game 3 was Strongholds on Plaza. And it is about time as Reciprocity bounced back, winning Game 3 with a score of 100-68. Splice had been scoring uncontested until the 55-point mark. It was at that turning point that Reciprocity were able to continually hold down two points on the map and making some crucial plays in order to secure a final triple cap to win the game. Game 4, Capture the Flag on Coliseum. Ooh boy, do Splice not to like to lose games! Reciprocity may have had some great plays during the game, but it was Splice winning with a convincing score of 3-0. Now it is do or die time for Reciprocity. Will they show what they are truly capable of, or will they succumb to the dominant force that is Splice? Game 5 was Slayer on the Rig. Thankfully, Reciprocity does not want to go home yet, winning Game 5 with a score of 50-46. Besides Tox, this is the only other time that Splice have been challenged like this during this tournament. Reciprocity are now finally showing their true skill. Time to see if it's too little too late. Game 6 was Strongholds on Plaza. The last statement still holds true. Splice does not like to lose. Apparently when they do, they just bring these things right back into their court, this time winning game 6 with a score of 100-37 and the series 4-2. Something to take away from the series is that Reciprocity can in fact hang with the best of them. Again, they do have some things to work on leading up to the World Finals, but at least it appears as though they have more confidence. Not only that, but they proved more confidence to everyone else, proving that they are one of the best teams in Halo 5. Splice move on to face against Tox in a rematch of the Orlando Finals, but this time it will be Tox with a series advantage. Anything to state there before we move on? Will? Reciprocity finally showed some life that they could hang. About time. Just like you said, it was a little too late. Yep. It was a little too late, and Splice dominated the the tail end of that series. Let's see if they can prove themselves at the World Finals. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Grand Finals. Splice versus Tox. Again, how this works... It's a best of seven series. If Tox win the best of seven series, the first one, it's over. Tox win. If Splice win the first best of seven series, then it goes into a bracket reset with one more best of seven series taking place. Let's get into it. Game one was Capture the Flag on Truth. This is it. The two best squads in North America. The rematch from Orlando. Game 1 was very close, with kills and caps going back and forth the entire time, but it was Splice taking the win with a score of 3-2. Game 2 was Slayer on the Rig. Splice are definitely warmed up after that last two series, and while this was yet another close game, it was Splice winning with a score of 50-47. Tox just needs to focus up and start closing games out, because if they don't, this bracket's going to end up being reset. Game 3 was Strongholds on Eden. If it wasn't for a couple of plays going by the way of Splice, it would be Tox taking all of these games. That is how close these two teams really are. Splice just appear to want that win more than Tox as they take game number 3 with a score of 100-83. They are only one map win away from completely resetting the bracket and taking this to a second best of 7 series. Time to see if Tox have what it takes. Game 4. Capture the flag on Coliseum. While the score of the game would say otherwise, both teams were still even, very evenly matched in the kills department, not only during this game, but during the entire series. Unfortunately for Tox, Splice win game 4 with a score of 3-0 and take the series 4-0, resetting the bracket and taking this grand finals into a second best of 7 series. Tox are by no means out of this yet, but Splice are clearly showing they know what they need to do in order to close out games. So that's right. Brand new bracket. Brand new reset, brand new best of seven series to determine who is the winner of this entire tournament. Game one of the second best of seven was Strongholds on the Rig. This is the very first grand finals bracket reset in all of the world season. Up to this point, every game between these two teams have been incredibly close. The start of the series looks to mimic that of the last, with Splice taking game one with a winning score of 197. Game 2 was Slayer on Regret. 
This is the first game where everything seemed to go in Tox's way with them taking the game 2 win with a score of 50-27. to Now, from what we know thus far, whenever Splice lose a game, they come back even stronger. Time to see if that's the case going into game 3, or if Tox are finally able to turn things around. Game 3 was capture the flag on Coliseum. While close, Splice do end up coming back stronger than ever with a winning Game 3 score of 3-2. Tox still have plenty of time to try and come back into the series, but Splice look to want to close this one out, just as easily as they did the first best of 7. Game 4 was Strongholds on Plaza. While Tox has a dominant Slayer on Regret just a couple games ago, this time it was Splice with a commanding win of 100-33. Splice now only need one more map win to then be the crowned to then be crowned the Columbus champions and secure their number one seed going into the world finals in Seattle. It is now do or die time for Tox. Game 5. Slayer on Coliseum. An absolute nail-biter all the way down to the final kills of the game. It was Eco with the sniper rifle who came in clutch and won the game for Splice with a final score of 50-48 to and the series with a score of 4-1. to Splice are your Halo World Championship 2018 Columbus Regional Finals champions. When asked during the after-series interview if Splice would continue to not scrim against other teams, it was Eco who stated they'll more than likely not be scrimming against other teams, although it could still happen. As stated before, Tox did keep things very close throughout both series, even if the game score is set otherwise. They will need to work on their pushes and their ability to either team shot or finish off kills if they plan on bringing the heat to Splice at the World Finals. That's what I got. This is the first time ever that the roster of frosty lethal royal two and snakebite do not have the number one seed going into worlds that is incredibly true do you want to also know the other funny part hit me with it in regards to that first best of seven series between splice and tox where splice beat them 4-0 the kills were even yeah. 224 to 224. The deaths were one apart. Tox had 225 deaths while Splice had 224. All it came down to was potentially assists. Where Tox had 136 and Splice had 160. That was it. Out of that first best of seven series, that is how close those teams are. So, Tox just need to work on a couple things if they want to bring this. They're close. They're incredibly close. I've never seen that happen before where kills were the fucking same. <laughs> that is unbelievable. But a strongholds and capture the flag isn't all about kills. It's true. It's about getting the kills that matter and getting the pushes that matter. But that's just, that is absolutely crazy. But that is going to do it for your series recap. Will, we have some notable statistics to get to from the wonderful Halo Data Hive. Run us through them. And while you do, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So the show is yours. Take it away, Will. All right. I'm just going to read through all of these because I'm sure you guys know most of these names. Um... So we're going to start off with the deaths per game category. Boo Boo had the best, the least amount of deaths per game at 9.3. Contra had a 9.8. Royal 2 with a 10.03. Nemesis, our guy from MN, 10.1. Sneaky Bran, that's a name I actually don't know. I don't know if it's a um, different gamer tag. 10.2. Baby J had a 10.4. Trippy had an 11, Predevinator 11, and Shooter with an 11.3. Moving on to assists per game. Commonly had an 11.1, Penguin a 10.7, Denoxide with a 10.7, Mickwin with a 10.7, Boobadooba with a 10.7, and Trippy with a 10.6. Eco came in with a 10.5, Snipe Down 10.1, Shooter with a 10.08 and APG with a 10.06. Kills per game. Stellar from Splice, coming up big with 15 kills per game. We have um, Pistola with 14.5, Snipedown with 14.3, 
Shotzi with the 14.3, Saiyan with the 14.3, Mikwin with the 14.3 as well. Jesus, the 14.3s. Um, Tapping Buttons with the 14.1, Snakebite with the 14.1, and Frosty with the 14. A lot of the top four teams you see in that in that category at, with kills per game. It just uh, we just, the kills aren't everything, but certainly help if you get them in the right situation. Highest KDA. Boobadoobu had a 2.3, Trippy with a 2.1, Royal 2 with a 2.1, Snipedown with a 2.1, Mikwin with a 2.0, Pistola with a 1.9, and Shotzi with a 1.93, Snakebite with a 1.91. Highest KD, Royal 2 with a 1.3, Boobadoobu with a 1.2, Snipedown with a 1.2, Pistola, 1.2. Seller, 1.2. Trippy, 1.1. Shotzi, 1.1. Snakebite, 1.1. Welcome back. Thanks. It felt great. That's that's awesome. (laughs) Again, we're just seeing a lot of the top four teams in all these categories taking these spots. They're the the best. They're They're the best around. Nothing's going to ever bring them down. You're welcome. For Highest that. damage per game. Shotzi had a 2,726. Frosty, 2,689. Mickwin, 2,683. And Snakebite with a 2,655. Those were your players from the top four teams out of that category. Stronghold captures per game. Snakebite with a 6.0. Lethal with a 5.5. And that's it. That's it for the top <laughs> four teams in that category. Like we said, the other teams might be a little bit skewed. Yep. Um, stronghold defenses per game. Snipe down with a 2.5. Snake bite with a 2.4. And Frosty with a 2.1. Stronghold secures per game. Snake bite with a 2.7. Renegade with a 2.5. Pistolo with a 2.3. And Boobadooba with a 2.1. Flag defenses per game. Saiyan with a 1.25. Penguin with a 1.25. Frosty with a 1.1. Royal with a 1.1. And Eco with a 1.08. Flag returns per game. Frosty with a 1.2. Sparty, Spartan, with a 1.1. Lethal with a 1.1. Stellar with a 1. And that's it for that category. Flag captures per game. Spartan with the 1.1. Boobadooba with the 1.0. Shotzi with the 0.9. Renegade with the 0.8. And last, Snakebite with a 0.7. Josh, would you like to read the last category? Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And ball duration per game, we have... Oh, just kidding. There's no oddball in the HCS still. Thanks for letting me have that every week. I, I really appreciate it. It feels great. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, I fucking do. Um, also, okay, so something I want to talk about real quick. One, I'm sorry I had to step away to go to the bathroom. And the reason why I'm uh, sorry is not because I stepped away to go to the bathroom. But the reason why I'm sorry is because I should have been here to see if you skipped over everybody. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it this time. Okay, I actually like took my finger and went like line by line staring yeah. at my screen. Nice. So uh, I think I probably did all right on this one. I think you did too. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for the trust. You're welcome. Um, teamwork makes the dream work, Will. It does. That it does. Uh, something I want to talk about real quick before we get into the, the last bits and pieces here is we didn't talk about wise gaming at all. Okay. Um, do you know anything about this wise gaming roster, Will? Not off the top of my head. Okay, that's okay. Not a lot of people do. But what I'm going to say is this. This Wise Gaming roster is your ninth qualification team, the final qualification team from North America that'll be going to Worlds. Okay? Demon D and Gilkey, they have been around for a very long time. Okay? Demon D is a Halo 3 national champion. He's got some cred. He took a very long break. And by very long, I mean... Since Halo 3? Since Halo 3. 
Okay. He came back and qualified for Worlds. That's awesome. He still got the skill on the sticks. Yes, he does. I just wanted to throw that out there to let you guys know that really anybody can compete in this. So maybe when the next world season comes around, if any of you out there have been contemplating wanting to compete, wanting to practice to get good enough to compete, anybody can do it. You got to go ahead. It's all about that grind. It's all about it. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. You got to be willing to get better. Demon D, mad respect for you, man. Mad fucking respect. Congratulations to you and your team for qualifying for Worlds. Really hoping for big things from you guys. Make a splash. Make something happen. Hell yeah. Cause an upset. It'd be great. You guys clearly show you have the skill to do it. So good luck to you out there. Um, Will Vods, where are they? Where can we get them? Show notes. Fuck yeah. They'll be there. They'll be there. They'll be there or they'll be square, but they won't be square because they'll be there. Shut up, all right? That was a really stupid thing, guys. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even. I know it was bad. All right? I get it. Oh, my God. Everyone send your complaints to at JK Fire Insomniac. No, email your complaints at htsprotalk at gmail.com. I'll be prompt to delete them. I'm just kidding. We accept any and all feedback. So, please, if you have any if you have any feedback for the show, let us know. It'd be awesome. Um, okay, community creations, real quick. Straight ripping pre-Columbus hype montage is up on YouTube. It's like two and a half minutes long. Go give it a watch. It's good shit. You get to see the cool straight ripping skins for your fucking pistol and stuff in the game. It's great. Go check it out. Will. Yeah? Plug the show, please. Shameless plugs incoming. Spartan Company. We have one now. It has happened. The HCS Pro Talk Spartan Company. I need to make sure that I, so when I created it, I invited myself. So the, the, I think it's the Fire Nation or the JK Fire Nation will be no more. Yeah. We're going to like absolve into, um, HCS Pro Talk is what I'm going to say we're going to do. Okay. So yeah, I'll be joining the official HCS Pro Talk Spartan Company. You still need to send me an invite. I thought I did. I'll I sent it to your I'll your double, uh I'll double check my invites. What the fuck? Okay, well I'll have to well, I'll look into it again. Um anyway, the link will be included in the show notes if you would like to join our Spartan company. Maybe we can get that Achilles armor. Finally. Yeah. I for the record, I bought so I bought the big old collector's edition on launch day for Halo 5 Guardians, okay? I still don't have Achilles armor. Keep that in mind, folks. I give shit to every single person that I see online with that fucking armor. Is it just because you don't have because it? Because I don't fucking have it. Oh. Yep. Kid, get out of here with that Achilles. It's exactly what I say. It's like word for word what I fucking say. I get so salty when I fucking see people with Achilles. I want it, but I also don't want it, All but right. I want it. Guys, we need to get Josh's Achilles armor. We need to get my Achilles armor, guys. Please join our Spartan company. I need it so I won't wear it. (laughs) Just so I can finish out my fucking rec collection. Please. All right. As always, you can find us on Twitter at HDS Pro Talk. We we have a Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Not used often. At all. At all. (laughs) We're mainly on Twitter. That's our our prime form of communication besides the Gmail, HDS Pro Talk. Protalk at gmail.com. It's just protac. Protac. <laughs> um, and we are on your regular streaming podcast services, except for Spotify. It's going to be a while. Still I waiting. don't know why we still talk about it. We should probably just wait until. Well, I want we people to know that we're not on Spotify. Right. So when we are, it's like a fucking event. We're, we just we're have gonna get, beaming lights gonna and get, shit down. We're, we're a podcast, but we're going to get lights. We're going to get banners. It's going to be a big thing. And just we so will. we can see it when we record the next episode. We'll fucking have confetti poppers and shit. We're on Spotify. Except we're not right now. But if you like what we're doing, leave us a review. If you don't like what we're do, uh, doing, leave us a review so we know what we can change to be better. Fuck yeah. Give us one star. Give us five. We just want to know. Preferably five. Preferably five. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I think we're doing a good job here. I think we're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. 
we're great. All right. We're, <laughs> we're great. Um, no, seriously. Go say what you were going to say earlier. But the thanking of the peoples. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for everyone who's been listening. Um, thanks for the recent growth. And uh, we, we appreciate all of you. Fuck yeah, dude. This has been uh, me and Josh just do this as kind of a passion project. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't benefit from this. Josh and I. Ah, he corrects me on that every time. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm sorry. Finish the show, Josh. <laughs> oh my god, no! But seriously, it it really does mean a lot that you guys take the time to listen to this show. Um, we do a lot of work to put this show on for you guys. Uh, that's not like to gloat or anything. It's just we are really incredibly passionate about this. We're incredibly pas- passionate about Halo, and we want to know you guys' opinions too. So, like, we're, we're in conversations with some of you guys on Twitter. Please. If you have a question for us, if you want to just talk to us normally, send us a tweet. Be happy to respond. Um, slide into them DMs. Slide into them DMs, bro. Seriously, thank you guys very much. It does mean a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything on this on the next episode because, Will, I'm going to talk to you after we're done recording this as to what we want to do for the next couple weeks leading up to Worlds. Yep. Because yes... We will have a world's pre-show. You don't need to worry about that. We'll have all of our predictions. We'll have the pools. We'll have what we think the upsets are going to be, if there are going to be any of them, so on and so forth. And then also, I'll announce this in another episode as well, but I made an Instagram account for HCS Pro Talk. I'll include that in the plugs. We have an Instagram account. We do. Because you are going to Worlds. I am going to Worlds. And I will be posting pictures on the Instagram account. So follow us on Instagram at HCS Pro Talk. It's the same shit. And I believe, I believe Josh got a VIP pass. I did get a VIP pass. That's correct. So look for that exclusive. Yeah, picture. Exclusive. exclusive because he's gonna be right there. I he, hope so. You get to have a staring contest with uh, what's his name? Walshy. Walshy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna try. And you know what? The other funny thing is too that I loved all the little things that they said. During the show, whatnot, there was like a high five contest with yep. one of them as well, and it was all a joke. All of these all, were jokes. Yes, yes. Okay, but I thought that was really funny. And then Golden Boy, uh, someone said, "Oh yeah, and you get to you get to sit next to Golden Boy and and talk to him all day." And Golden Boy is like, "Not nah, my time's actually valuable, so I'll be." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my fucking god, oh. a savage!" I love Golden Boy. Um, you can catch all that in the vods. You can catch all back. that in the vods. It's really funny. It is. They, they have a very good back and forth. I love it. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited, and I'll say this later too. But my plan is to make business cards and to not hand them out in a douchey way of being like, "Oh, fucking check out our podcast." Hey, check out our podcast. Hey, hey, hey. That's not what I'm gonna do. What my plan is, um, for those who I guess find me, I guess you could say, or get in a conversation with me, I will more than happy give you one, but I just don't want to hand them out willy nilly. And because no. that's not, it's that's like, not how you it's like, if, if it comes up, sure. Yes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So if you find me, if you want a business card, I'll give you a business card. I'm going to hope they look fucking cool. And, uh, they'll just have the podcast information on it. Maybe get some more listeners that way too. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be an exciting time indeed. But we rambled on for a little bit there. Hello, I'm sorry. That's going to that's gonna do it for the show today. That's it. This was uh, HCS Pro Talk, episode 13, again, for the week of March 27th, 2018. want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, we'll catch you next week for some more Halo Esports goodness. But until then, bye bye